Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Skype is also recording. All right, here we go then. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy. Hey, now. George. Hello, everybody. And special guest, Daryl Sprayberry. Hello. <laughs> All right. This is episode 243. Double your pleasure, double your fun. Fly. All right. All right. Let's catch up with everyone's week. Who wants to go first? Not me. Titles are hard. You know, don't don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't stop caring after 200 episodes. If people knew how much we talked about just what we're going to call the episode, they would. I can go first. Or I can go last. You know, Actually, no, you should go you should go last or second to last, I think. Okay. And let me go first, then Andy, okay. then Kevin, and you. Um, since you guys are gonna be talking about the main topic. So okay. all right. So what did I do? Um I was planning to go to South Jersey Heli Gone Wild, but nope. I ended up tweaking my shoulder. I don't know how. I don't know what happened, but basically if I lift my arm up kind of like horizontal it i feel like a hard pinch and my arm just kind of drops so i don't know if it's nerve or muscle or what or joint but could it, could it have anything I to do with that 150 pound roll cage you've been working on no maybe no. i don't know <laughs> okay. um so yeah i ended up kind of nursing that over the weekend um is it any better dude it is a little better today but like yeah, I mean, it, it felt it felt it started definitely feeling better on Sunday, um, but it was like one of those things where like I can use my arm, I just can't move my top part of my arm off my body. So like from the elbow down, I'm able to do whatever, lift whatever. But as soon as I like try to extend my arm, I just get that pain. So I kind of basically didn't move my arm for the weekend, and it feels way better today. I can lift it up. It doesn't, you know, but I feel like I can make it again so i'm just taking it easy uh i did get an email about my kraken 580 nitro shipping so i'm excited about that Um, nice it's gonna be interesting because usually it's like i get it you know a day later it's built and i'm maining it that weekend um because i'm in this like limbo phase of like living between two different houses um, I don't have anything set up. Like I'm in my Jersey house now, but I don't have any of my RC stuff. So no tools, no servos, no nothing, none of my parts. Um, I am going to get the kit probably by, I'm thinking Thursday or Friday this week. And I can bring it down to Virginia, which isn't a problem. Um, and then I have all my stuff there, but then I have no like actual working bench or anything set up. Everything's just kind of tossed in a corner in storage. So. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I, I might have to do what a lot of people do, you know, just kind of bring it into the kitchen or the dining room and just build it there. Um, I do have an attic space that's not built yet, so I, I can just bring all my stuff up there and just kind of take an afternoon or evening and, and work on it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see when I get it in, how motivated I am. But I, I do want to get this 580 Nitro. I've been kind of waiting for it for the last, I don't know, six months, I guess, or so. Um, beyond that, I did get a chance to work on a Miata on Sunday afternoon a little bit. Um, kind of went from 
the afternoon to the evening to pretty late. Um, I got basically, I've abandoned the whole front part of the roll cage. Um, it was going to block the stock hardtop mounts. I want to be able to take the hardtop on and off when I'm at the track, um, especially because I have no AC or power steering or any of that creature comfort anymore in that car. So I wanted to at least be a convertible 90% of the time. So um, I've been in the front part, and with the bars that I had, I noticed that the rear part of the cage was kind of weak, in my opinion. Like, it was just a main hoop with a crossbar and two legs. Um, that's what the kit came with as far as the back part, and I wasn't really having that. So I took the front part of the cage, I cut my pieces, and I made uh, a main diagonal for the main hoop. I made a cross beam for the X part in the back and uh, another, like, horizontal part. So to re really reinforce that rear part of that cage, so... I got that done, and actually today uh, Rob came over and I pulled the we cut the tack you know the tack welds the spot welds for um, the the feet and basically took the whole cage out so now I can weld it outside of the car so I can get really around everything and um, converted my welder into a MIG welder so I'll be MIG welding everything up like I'm supposed to so that should hopefully come out good I'm gonna definitely practice on some pieces first get get used to you know welding around things right around around bar and stuff um yeah i did order some other things but i may or may not be able to talk about it so i'm just gonna play it safe and not talk about it something uh, though. Mm, but yeah damn so yeah. dude in the show notes it said i didn't go to south jersey hell has gone wild due to an old football injury <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't know you played football dude yeah, that was a crappy joke. I took it out. <laughs> oh. You left it out. Yeah, I left it out. But yeah. Thanks for highlighting it, Kevin. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, you know, back in the day, you know, my old football, you know, my Steve Young, you know, my professional football career I had back in the day. Little Tykes or what was that you played? Yeah, I think so. Pee Wee? Pee Wee football? <laughs> I was in Pee Wee football till I was like, 13 years old dude <laughs> i was freaking awesome yeah i bet <laughs> going that back point. to something that's kind of serious when you talked about welding mm -hmm. um you need to really invest or look at a foot control when you're welding what happens is that you can control the amperage Especially when you start TIG welding and aluminum. Yeah, and I don't think I don't you, even think that's an option on my welding. welder. Not what yeah. you're doing. Uh, look at you, you may be surprised depending on what unit you have. But what happens is when you start the weld, you may be at hundred amps. But when you get to the edge and you start to burn through, mm -hmm. it's really nice to be able to back down the current. Oh yeah. So you're not burning through. Uh, makes, yeah. makes a big difference. Totally makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if my welder. I don't remember seeing any type of foot control hookup or anything. It's just a it's a Lincoln Electric 140 amp um, make welder. So I don't recall yeah, seeing that. I don't that, think it has a place for a remote. No, and the power settings are like A B C D. <laughs> like what the fuck is A B C D? I don't know, but there should that's be a the chart somewhere that tells you that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, eventually, you know, if you get a, yeah. you know, a 
Doing should be a chart maybe. somewhere, Steve, that tells you the voltage for each of those. I mean, there's a chart inside that tells like what metal thickness to what settings is recommended, but oh. I don't recall seeing it. Maybe, maybe yeah, the manual. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of one of the smaller sort of. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah, it's only it's only a 120 kind of a volt. Thing. Like it's not a 240 or anything. The voltage so. coming in is not is critical. Um, mm-hmm. some of the new stuff down, my welder is a transformer machine. It's old school. They still make them, uh, mm-hmm. but it stands chest high. It's a oh, big, wow. um, 275 amps, but it will do kind of whatever. Now, mm-hmm. if I went with some of the newer stuff, um, there's some, Wellers down there, it's just like, damn, it's the size of a damn suitcase. There's this thing. Yeah. What, uh, what kind of welder you got, Daryl? I've got a Lincoln 275 Precision Tech. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I got awesome. a, all Miller stuff myself. Yeah. That's some thermal arcs. Uh, but all of them do the kind of, you know, all of them do the same thing when you get up to that category. Yeah. Nice. It's good to know. I think uh, later on, definitely, I'm gonna upgrade to a, a 240, and and also, I, I do want to eventually end in TIG, but I know it's you know, I'm taking the journey slow, learning and and you know getting the experience and the, the comfort. Right. Look at is get a water cooled torch. Mm. Uh, and there's simpler ways of doing it, but like my, my torch, if if I grab it two inches behind the torch, the torch will flop down and touch my knuckles. The cables are that flexible, which don't sound like much, but when you're trying to do the arc and make it pretty, mm-hmm. having you know, resistance, the torch, you know, I, I, you know, I, when I'm on aluminum, like quarter inch aluminum, I'm at but uh, 240, 250 amps. Wow, is comfortably cool. Nice. If you good to know. An air cool torch. I I couldn't hang on to it. So just some just, uh, some thoughts, you know. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I'll definitely look into that. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So that's pretty much my week. Uh, Andy, you want to go next? Yes. I want to go next. Go, man. I got my parts in for the XL power, the motor bearings and stuff that I was going to put in, and the stuff mm-hmm. for the Oxy 5. So everything's here. I have no excuse to not start building it, other than I'm lazy and I have no excuse. <laughs> uh, I simmed on Friday, which was a lot of fun. Yep. Good group of guys there. And Kevin, you left too early. We were, uh, I, know. I was <laughs> playing with this stuff. Uh, I got a whole new podcast set up, new microphone, this mixing board. It's not really a mixer board. It's more of an interface, but it does look, got a lot of different features for podcasty stuff. So we were playing around with that. I was playing music and this and that, and the guys started singing karaoke and it was, it was terrible, but completely hilarious at the same time. Oh boy! Oh man! Yeah, it was pretty funny. I missed out, huh? Yeah, you missed out. I would out. say I left. 
either right on time or not Dude, early you'd enough. Have, you'd have been you'd you would have laughed so hard you'd have fell out of your chair. <laughs> Probably. That's how funny it was. So I had a lot of fun doing that and playing with this new equipment. Like I said, I got a microphone, uh, this interface, way different ways to record, different ways to play things. So trying to step it up a little bit over here. I did not yeah. fly at all. I did not even think about flying, to be honest. Oh. Stare at my, my new parts that came in, shoved them to the side, and did other things. You know how you can tell when you're getting old? You stare at parts that came in and shove them to the side and do other things. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Turned 40 this year. That's that's what happens. Yep. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, Simmons Friday night was good, dude. Yeah. It was fun. Why don't you go, Kevin? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. Your so, week, I guess. My week was pretty good, dude. I Simmons Friday night. As you can tell, and it was a, a freaking awesome time. And, uh, you know, the regular crew was there or the gang. Um, Steve from Florida and Ian and Gray Eagle Jr. And I got a chance to talk to, uh, I think it was John Partridge early on. Yeah. And uh, even uh, the crazy Canadian showed up. Yeah. For a little Darren. bit. Nice. Darren. And, and there was a bunch of different guys, man, right. in and out. Mm-hmm. Shaggy was there. Mm-hmm. Um, who's oh, the other guy? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I got Shaggy on the phone and was able to patch him through so you could actually hear what he was saying. Nice. Yeah. Which wasn't a lot of fun, but, you know. <laughs> Which well, but you could mute no him whenever you want. Well, that, that's that true. That. I, I could yeah. lower his volume down. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was lowering his volume down. We were going Andy mute, mute, mute. And, and you know, it was just like one of those things you had to be there. It was just, freaking funny as hell. Yeah. Uh, we pick on Shaggy a lot. I mean, it's kind of like a side hobby, actually. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Dan was there from uh, the Heliheads. He, he was there for a little while. Mm-hmm. Doing some driving and uh, talking to us all. It was cool. Good time. And, <laughs> well, I, I left early because I wanted to get up early the next morning for uh uh-huh. the south jersey heli event i wanted to leave at like 7 a.m so i really wasn't i didn't have anything to drink wasn't drinking at all friday night oh and, what a shame yeah but it was fine i had a good time and uh dude one of the things that had me rolling on the floor was gray eagle and i started posting gifts <laughs> in yeah. the discord chat that was hilarious and, oh my god dude <laughs> We were just going back and forth. Whenever said somebody said something in Discord, we were like mm-hmm. posting stuff related to it. Oh my god! Some of the funniest shit. I, I, I wouldn't really pay attention, and I would look over there and see something and just bust out laughing. <laughs> it was great. That went on for like twenty minutes. Yeah. Oh man, that was too much fun. Uh, yes, yeah, so we had a lot of fun. <laughs> we didn't really even say anything. Uh, then I went to the Helly's Gone Wild event down in South Jersey. Yes. Had a really good time. I don't know how detailed you want me to get now, or you want me to save it for the main topic. I think I'll, you should I'll... save it for the main topic, but right. you can give a quick highlight if you want. Well, uh, went down and met up with Mike D, and dude, me and him could have fun at a uh, you know a timeshare seminar. Dude, we we just sit down and start laughing, and it's we have a lot of fun. 
together. It's just, uh, but it was a good time. Nice. I brought my uh, Oxy Five, my six ninety, and the Glow Go, and I had the Glow Go flying. What? Nice. Yep. About time. Nice. I'll, I'll get into that, I guess, in the main topic. Mm-hmm. But it was a good day. It was a little windy, but it was a good day. And uh, I kind of took notes on everybody who was there, so I'll go into a few things. So it was it was really uh, worth the trip. It was a great day. And then on Sunday, I think I worked on the R2 a little bit to where I uh, took apart. I was having a little trouble with the wheels. Well, first of all, the, I was doing the version 3 with the gear-driven wheels on the drive wheels. But the main right. wheel in the middle, the main like center foot, mm-hmm. That Omni wheel setup was binding a little bit that I, I didn't notice until I took it all back apart. And I put a little spacer in between because it's actually four wheels. It's two wheels, you know, kind of together. They're made to fit together from the company. And so there's okay. two sets, one in front of another. And the, the two that actually push together, they need a little spacer in between them. So once I did that, man, it's like on glass now. It's really smooth. And I just got finished with the drive gears for both feet. It's like, you know, it's like any other project. You put all this stuff together and then you're like, oh, crap. Now, how am I going to do this? And you got to take it all back apart. Uh, but it's going together pretty good. And I've been in and out of the garage probably every day last week. And uh, the couple of days this week, just with Bondo and painting and trying to get things down to a point where I can get a final you know, coat of paint on it. Because I want to start putting this together, man. It's uh, it's not doing me any good just sitting there <laughs> screaming for paint, you know. So it should go together pretty quick. But uh, let's see what else I do to that thing. That's just it, really. I think just Bondo and painting, and uh, yeah. So that's it for my week. We'll get into the other stuff in the main topic. What have you been doing, George? Well, I'm glad you asked. I have been down in Dalton, Georgia, since last Monday. That's why nice. I, last week's podcast, I was out in the middle of the field, and my generator acted up on me and had to fix that again. But uh, got that straightened out, and uh, we had a great time down at the uh, 2020 Southern Scale Challenge here in Dalton. It's a scale helicopter event that Daryl started. 20 years ago, this was the 20th anniversary of it, and uh, but him, uh, Daryl, if you want to talk about maybe how how that how it happened that you started that. Well, um, 20 years ago, scale helicopters, I would see them at the field, and nobody was flying them, so it was kind of a workshop that was developed that I challenge you to bring your scale helicopter to the event and we would get it flying, you know, um, whether you didn't help with your future type of radio or tuning a gas engine, whatever, uh, whatever problem you had, we would get it flying if you showed up. Uh, and things have progressed and uh, like I said, now everything is kind of leaning towards the electric stuff. Uh, especially for the, for the scale stuff, and they're getting bigger and bigger, and we just had a good time, you know. Yeah, that makes any sense. We had uh, what 24 pilots, Regional registered, pilots, yeah, and uh, had a lot of 
spectators can, just a lot of people can hang out. But uh, it was really amazing. I couldn't believe how many people came from such distances, several from New York. Um, where was it that uh, Peter King? Uh, Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Um, that one, Michael Rosnick came from Texas. Um, just all over. And, um, wow. But just, you know, wide, wide variety of backgrounds of people. You know, we had a former law enforcement officer. We had one fellow that was there that currently flies a uh, sheriff's department uh, helicopter. And he had you know, models of, of the one he flies there, which was really cool. But just, you know, it's a place that you go that you can see some of the most exotic scale helicopters around in the U.S. Um, uh, saw a, a big uh, turbine uh, llama that was just amazing. Nice. Daryl had some of his big stuff there. He had uh, the big hind, you know, the big Russian attack helicopter. It's a, it's a turbine. He had his big Apache there and flew it. But just just all kinds of stuff. I don't know how many Chinook-type helicopters were there, maybe three that were flying, four maybe. Yeah, at one time, yeah. Yeah, we had three. There were three in there at one time flying, and I uh, got pictures and video of that. But um, it was just a great event. Everybody had a good time. We had Low Country Bull on uh, Friday night, and then Saturday night we had uh, – T-bones, right? No, yeah, ribeyes. Ribeyes, and uh, yeah. it was just really good. Then we packed up Saturday night after we ate and came all of 12 miles here to Daryl's house and set the bomber RV up in his driveway. So kind of looks like we're having a Trump rally or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so Daryl, what's it like when you, you got somebody at the field and they just follow you home and then set up camp in your driveway i know <laughs> happens all the feel time. like you can't get rid of them or what that's that's kind of the norm um yeah i, I uh, during the <laughs> event there was I, I gave up my the master bedroom for a couple to come here and stay and there's another cu- uh, another guys in the, the guest bedroom i was in the damn camper that's kind of the norm, you know. If, if everybody has fun, um, I'm happy. Wow, we did. I stayed in the camp for the whole time. Me and Spanky and, and Steve Hodges, you know, our C Jet dude, he came down Wednesday and stayed till Saturday night. He went home. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah he brought his big Apache and flew it a couple of times. Oh man, he had the uh, one of those BK the tail rotor servo went bad, the pot went bad, and, and uh, it just, um, it started acting kind of funny, and he brought it in, set it down, and it was totally non-responsive by the time, you know, he, he got it shut down, walked over to it, so he got it down just in the nick of time. Oh, nice. nice. That's pretty scary, but, but then this week, we've been uh, hanging out down the shop, we worked on the sub, Daryl got me some uh, decals done for it and we got them applied and um just checked it out a little bit i've been doing some trading around on helicopters believe it or not i uh i traded for a vario ec-145 while i was gone i actually sold a helicopter and then i bought a helicopter 
So I, and then I, you know, I traded a helicopter. So I actually came back home. Well, I came back to Daryl's with the same amount of helicopters that I left with, but just two different ones. But it wasn't too bad. Yeah, but you're not gone yet. By the time you head home, you'll probably have two more. Busted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. True. This is true. Yeah, the inside of the camper looks like, remember that section of the Blues Brothers movie where they go through that mall? Yeah. It kind of looks like I drove through the middle of a, a, a massive hobby store. <laughs> and just yeah. you know, everything got thrown in through the windshield or something. But, uh, yeah, we're still making it in there. But uh, let's see. So, and then, you know, we'll talk about what's going on the rest of the week. But we've, uh, we actually, we, uh, we've been rearranging. You know how I like to kind of have stuff organized? My shop and stuff. Mm-hmm. We've, I've been playing in garage, Daryl's uh, upper garage up here where he keeps all this stuff that's ready to fly. Let's just say it's got a lot of projects in it. And uh, we worked on that quite a bit today. That was fun. You never know what you're going to find. They like move this seven foot long helicopter. And it's like, oh, wow, looky there. There's a boat. There's some, <laughs> wow. there's some other helicopter. It's like airplane. buried treasure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like, the, you know, uh, Disneyland of RC. Nice. Yeah. So that's been my week up till tonight. I wouldn't, I have to say this. We, uh, we've got several restaurants that we go to all the time when we're down here. And, uh, two Mexican restaurants and then one, it's kind of like a fun eatery kind of place. It's got a nice outdoor dining area called Cold Creek. So Spanky can go to all three of these places. They have outdoor dining. Cold Creek has its own pet area. That has a real fire extinct, a fire hydrant in it for them to use. And nice. Just their own little ramp that goes down into it and everything. And, uh, you know, they, they have the run of the outdoor dining. When we were there yesterday, or day before yesterday, Sunday, um, there was a parrot there with us. So you never know what kind of animals you're going to see there. But Spanky would come and he would, uh, he goes to eat with us every time he sits in the chair. And uh, everybody gets a hoot out of that. So. What does he usually order? Usually, like tonight, we went to Alejo's Mexican restaurant, and he had the Salisbury steak, which looked better than what I had. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he said he had a little aluminum, they put a little aluminum to-go plate. Said, mm-hmm. I, I kind of think Spanky eats better than I do. Yeah, he, me too. He probably yeah. does. He has here lately. He hears us talking about looking up here. But, um, yeah, he's had a big time this week, but he sure does miss Tang. Yeah. Tell you what. A couple of nights that RV just about fired back up and it was East Tennessee. But I had Steve there, you know, to spoon with, so <laughs> that was, you know, that made it. I made it a little bit more tolerable. Right, right. Love you, Steve. Mean it. <laughs> so that was my week. Nice. Cool. All right. Um, let's talk about South Jersey then, huh? Yeah, man. South Jersey. Yes. Southampton, New Jersey. Southampton. It was, yep. it was a freaking really good time 
uh, it was great to get to. I mean, this is only like my second event this year that I've been to. And the other event was down in South Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it was it was cool, man. It was really busy day down at Allen's Airfield. He's selling one of his buildings across the street, I think. Uh-huh. So he's auctioning off a lot of stuff. So there was a lot of people there for this auction that really wasn't bothering us on the on the runway. It was just, you know, an event going on kind of closer to the street. Okay. But he has this little restaurant uh, there. Have you ever been in that restaurant, Steve? No. It's got, like, it's got like a building that has a restaurant where they cook for people when they have events like this. Oh, okay. And I guess he does breakfast in there. So the runway was kind of like we were on the runway flying and there was full scale aircraft landing every now and then. <laughs> it was freaking bizarre. Because, uh, and I didn't really know what was going on. Like I got down there about nine o'clock and set up and Planker got down there and we kind of set up together and I started talking to a bunch of guys who were arriving. And one guy, um, Brian, I was talking to. We were standing there. Brian had his back to the one end of the runway, and all of a sudden, here comes this full-scale aircraft landing, like right as we're standing there talking. And yeah. we're like, oh, "Like holy shit!" Like, and there he goes. And so we kind of kept an eye open from that point on as to aircraft in the air flying around, whether or not they were trying to land. Like they would make a couple of circuits around first. This guy, I don't remember him doing it. He just landed and then taxied back to the to the restaurant and I guess I went and had breakfast. Yeah. Usually they do a, like a, just a flyby to make sure like everything's clear. Yeah. The second guy that landed did like two circuits around mm-hmm. like straight perpendicular over the field and then kind of came in to land. And so everybody was like looking out for him at that point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when they had, it, but it was kind of windy there. I was, I think I mentioned that earlier. It was like 10 to 12 mile an hour winds. You know, enough to screw the plankers up across the street, but we didn't mind it flying the helicopters. Uh-huh. And they had a couple of guys there trying to do the parasailing, but uh, that wasn't working out too well for them. They were trying, too windy? but it was yeah, a little too windy for them. They kind of came out in the first couple hours and they were trying to get, you know, not they weren't doing the full like blown you know, either had something strapped to their back or had the winch line or anything. They were just like testing stuff, like putting it up in the air. And there was a couple of them that got kind of blown away a little bit. And uh, they, they kind of wrapped things up. They're like, yeah, not today, but the flying was good, dude. And the people that showed up, man, I went down the line a few times. Um, our buddy, Mike Welch was there mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Mike, Mike D, of course, Rob and Devin were there. McClellan, because Rob was setting the whole thing up. Yep. Um, Glenn Mollick was there. Frank from New York and his crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Phil and his two sons. Uh, Eric Brickenback was there. He showed up for nice. a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like, he told me he was kind of like getting out of the flying stuff, you know, more or less. Getting more into, I think he said he was getting more into planes. Uh, A little bit more. So he's kind of easing up on the helicopters. But I saw uh, Eaton Bryce was there and Edmund. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kevin Dover was there. And Matt Kramer came out. Yeah. Uh, From Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin, yeah. Oxyheli pilot. 
Dang, that's mm-hmm. a pretty good haul for him. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think he flew out and stayed with some friends. Oh, okay. Uh, but well, that's cool. Nice to meet him and nice yeah, talking to him. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, dude, for sure. That guy is such a smooth pilot, too, man. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I really never watched one of his flights, you know? He's really good. But, man, he was really good. Pirouetting everything. Like, upright and inverted. Pirouetting funnels. The wind's not bothering him at all. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy's killing it. I'm doing a TikTok. I'm halfway down the flight line you know <laughs> right and he's just like nothing was phased him flying to oxy five you know of course and just uh-huh. dude re- really good pilot man that, that was a that was a treat to watch him fly for a little bit because he was like right out in front of us uh greg barbudo was there i saw al talone he showed up I haven't seen alan like a year nice. andrew locks yeah. was there charlie was there with his wife and i saw uncle ron came down from connecticut Nice. It was really good to see him, dude. And let me tell you, the last time I saw him fly, I think, was when we went up to Diamantes, and he was there. Mm-hmm. Remember that, Steve? Yeah. Was a couple of years ago, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Was, and all, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and when he flew that time, I I didn't see him really do anything crazy other than like pitch pumps. I don't know if he was testing something out or what, dude. But he's been putting some time in, dude, because the flight he did, he had the uh, the five eighty nitro, the Kraken nitro. Uh-huh. And man, he was doing a really good job flying, man. I was like, wow, he's definitely been hitting either the sim or just putting some time in, man. Oh, he flies like I don't know, ten flights a day, every day. Yeah, it shows, yeah, dude. He sure, for sure. He seemed really comfortable. He was having a really good time. You know, they were egging him on, trying to give him cut some beans, some of the longer stuff, and he was doing it. It was it was cool, man. I just it was cool that I got a chance to see a couple guys fly that I normally don't, you know, get a chance to just stand there and watch, you know. The other few people that I saw that were there, um, Paul was there, Andrioli with his girlfriend, Ricky Cricky showed up. Nice. Bill Bill Ann was there taking video. Uh, Eric Smith Milk was there. It was a pretty good t- turnout. And I think I got Bill Ann. Uh, to video one of my flights with 690. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was like, um, if you crash, I'll probably make a video and post it. If you don't crash, I'm probably going to delete it. I'm like, Aww. all right. So did you crash? I didn't, I didn't crash, no. Mm-hmm. I came close at one point. The wind was kind of save like, it. I look forward to watching it next summer when he gets it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I had the, I, like I said earlier, I had the Oxy 5 and I had the 690 and just sitting there in the morning with Mike, just shooting shit, and I decided to bring on my old Oxy Three that I'm probably never going to fly anymore, um, and take the Pro Rescue, you know, uh, Neo off of that and put it on the Glogo instead of buying Pro Rescue for the Glogo, and did that. Got it all set up and mm-hmm. uh, went through the macro cells. Had to turn on what I had to turn on to get the igniter to work. So I think that was different from the last time I flew that. I don't know. Maybe I had it on there. It's been so long. Everybody's like, Oh, it's got a lot of dust on it. I'm like, yeah, it's been sitting for a year. <laughs> yeah. But dude, I, and I wasn't sure how the motor was going to run. Cause I, I'd crashed. I mean, I planted it in tail first and the motor was still running. You know, when I did after I crashed, mm-hmm. it wasn't chicken dancing or anything like that, but it was still running, you know, idle. 
So I figured it would run, but I wasn't sure. So went out to the flight line and borrowed somebody's starter and dude started right up and got a couple flights on that. Forgot my canopy though. And, uh, just wanted to check it out first. I think you know, I, I did crash the, I did smash up the blades because my blade tracking was really bad when I took it out for the first, like hover, you know, it doesn't fly good when one side is zero degrees and the other side has got like four degrees <laughs> pitching it. No. <laughs> yeah. So once I straightened that out, it, it flew good. Got a couple flights on it and you know, everybody's like, just Mike D was like, just chill out with it, you know, and, and, and just, you know, get, get, get used to flying it again. And then I did a couple of like half puros and, some other crazy stuff that I'm normally doing. And Mike's like, just go right for it then. You know, I'm like, yeah, why not? But I'm glad that I was happy to get that thing going. Just, uh, had to apologize to it a few times for letting it sit for, for a while. But, uh, dude. And then I, I packed up, uh, early ish. Cause I had another thing to go to a family thing. My uh, nephew was racing down in new Egypt. And if he won, he was going to win a championship. If he came in, I think, less than fourth, he uh, was going to come in second. And he wound up getting turned by one of his competitors. It was pretty, pretty nasty. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And well, he took it pretty, pretty good, though. I mean, he's he's good. He's been racing for a long time, so he gets pissed. But then he he calms down. But that was it, man. South Jersey. Hell, he's gone wild was good time, man. They were cooking. The Allens were cooking for everybody. And I know uh-huh. they had, they had light tower there for Saturday night. And Mike said he was, Mike stayed over and Mike said, uh, you know, Sunday, everybody's just packing up, but it was good to yeah. see everybody, man. It's good to see Charlie. Good to see Mike Welch. Mike Welch had the scale bird out, was flying that around. That was impressing some people. Nice. It was cool. Yeah, dude. I'm glad I sold that scale heli to him. Yeah, I mean, he flies it and he flies it he really does. smooth and nice. Yeah. What was it? That 109? The Costa 109, yeah. The green and white one that I had. And I saw some crashes. Saw some some weird shit happen. Uh, Paul crashed his Goblin uh, Nitro. And then he crashed somebody else's helicopter. I don't know which one that was. And oh, yeah. What else did I see go in? Um, What's wrong with him that weekend? I don't know. He rarely he's crashes. Usually, yeah. He's usually not crashing. I saw somebody had a problem with a goblin and it, and it went down in the middle of the field, just auto and, you know, just like lost power or something. And there's a, there's a really good video of Devin flying the Oxy five nitro and clipping yeah. the beans mm-hmm. and then picking it up and flying it again. Oh, nice. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pulled it right out of beans. Engine's still running. and Oh, wow. You know, Engine's checked, still running. Checked the blades out, <laughs> then took off again, went right back into That's his sweet. routine. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I'm glad I went. I'm going to hopefully go down to the fall mowdown a couple weeks, which we'll talk yeah. about later. Yeah. So, George, how was your event down there that you still haven't left? <laughs> oh, it was... It was great. Like I said, you know, just um, we had 24 scale pilots sign up and fly and um, just almost any kind of helicopter you could think of. And um, it's 
really cool. I got to meet a lot of new people. I've got to see a lot of people I've met through Daryl that I haven't seen in a while. And uh, it, it was a good time. Good time. Good food. Daryl, his club members came and helped him grill every day. And they, so they had, you know, hamburgers and hot dogs and, you know, chips and things like that you could buy and drinks. Very affordable. But um, it's a really good time. Yeah. And, Kind of special because it's the 20th year and they got Daryl birthday cake and yeah, kind of caught him by surprise. It really it was the best part of the whole week. It was nice. Fun. Yeah, pretty touching. They just thanked him for putting it together and you know, I mean, think about it. 20 years—that's a long time. It, it's five years longer than I did the Fourth of July thing, and that was a big deal, you know. And uh, I know what it takes to put on an event like that every year. But uh, the people that come, you know, there was one fellow there. He said he'd been there, he'd been 15 years in a row. Wow. It says a lot about how much they think about yeah. it. Because, I mean, some of these uh-huh. old big trailers, you know, all the way up from up above you guys. Right. And, right, right. I was impressed by some of their setups, too. They had trailers and vans fixed up where they could pull in. Because they packed stuff up every day. They'd leave their pop-ups up, and, you know, they were all nailed down good, and they'd leave their tables, but everything else, their their chargers, their chairs, their their helicopters and everything, they'd break everything down and put them in the vehicles or their trailers, and, you know, they were done for the evening. Yeah, that's kind of different than the 3D fun flies. We pretty much uh-huh. just leave everything setting out. Yeah. Maybe put the helis inside if it's raining. Or like under the camper or something. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, we'd usually quit about 5.30 or 6 and go to one of our favorite restaurants and eat and just hang out and have a good time. And um, That's cool. Yeah. By the end of the week, you know, it's kind of sad. It's over with. Yeah. I'm yeah, always, yeah. I'm sure. always sad when an event's over. I wanted to dig in a little bit, Daryl. You were talking, you started this to help people get, like, get their stuff set up. I was thinking that you were doing, like, scale competition, kind of Nat style, you know, stuff like that. But you're saying this was just kind of a, a challenge to bring your stuff out and get it flying. That's kind of cool. Well, uh, when, it, when we started, um, the first uh, seven, eight years, we did uh, the Top Gun rules. Okay. And we actually had a contest. Mm-hmm. And the guys, won the, you know, we, we, when it was all over with, we'd go sit down in a restaurant. And we, you know, what would make it better? And the guys would say, well, you know, this competition stuff's nice, but it's kind of a pain in the butt because you got to have judges. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So we quit doing that. And then... After that, the event just exploded. Wow. Uh, a couple of years ago, um, we were having 35 pilots here. Uh, and it was to the point where we couldn't get any more because we had no place to park. Right. <laughs> we was down in the trees and you was up. And my job was trying to find a place for you to park your vehicle to... And we, the tents was 
you know, everybody had their little pop up tents. We were uh-huh. double rolling everything just to get everybody in there. Right. Nice. Has it, I mean, not this year aside because some people couldn't travel and stuff. Yeah. Has has it kind of been maintaining? Or has it been going well, up or down? Uh, I mean, last has year the hobbies... we, we had issues with uh, the hurricanes coming in. Oh, and yeah, that's there's right. probably 10 people that couldn't make it because mm-hmm. you know, they were worried about their homes getting blown away. Yeah, and sure. So, and you know, last year we had had four guys that, you know, this was kind of weird. They showed up from Mexico City. Wow. 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 They flew into Atlanta, got a car and drove up, brought me a really nice bottle of tequila. And (laughs) and one guy, the group could kind of speak English, the rest of them couldn't. Right. And they was, they was wanting to come back this year, but with everything going on, they couldn't get across the border. Sure. Uh, right. uh, we was just kind of having fun, yeah. Yeah, sound like it's kind of been maintaining, even though the hobbies declined some in the last four yeah. years. It's, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll Ooh. tell you, I've been I've been looking at the Facebook uh, photos that Michael Rosnick Rosnick posted. Yeah. Over like a hundred of of oh, them. Oh, really? They're wow, I hadn't amazing, seen that. Yeah. Yeah, some amazing photos, amazing models. Just yeah, crazy. See some of those shots he got with, you know, in air shots. Just standing. He got some really great pictures of Steve's Apache. There's a couple of helicopters I recognize here from Urcha. Yeah. And, uh, don't, Daryl, don't you kind of run the scale tent at Urcha? I mean, sort of put all that stuff together? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Okay. That's what I thought. Nice. There's a couple of the tail rotorless helicopters couple of those models yeah yeah that's true that's really cool and this nasa chinook is effing amazing oh, what yeah. a paint job on that that's gorgeous all of it's, these are amazing works at NASA. oh, oh nice. wow yeah and these are some large models man uh yeah kind, yeah. Of, kind of the theme is um go big or go home and i think George kind of did that with the submarines, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're, we're talking about helicopters that we're building that's 45, 50 pounds. Uh, yeah. It's like the Sea King, you know, gorgeous, that we printed out the plug for it. I see one that looks like it's 3D printed. It's like translucent in a way. No, it's, that's just, it's not been painted yet. Fiberglass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's fiberglass? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Very cool. A lot of lot of really cool pictures. Yeah, it was a really really good event. And every, you know, pretty much everybody knows everybody. I was there last year. That was the first year I went. Steve and I went down Friday, and yeah, that's probably why I'm why I'm sitting here tonight. Nice. Yeah, that's great. I wish I could go to more stuff in the spring and the fall yeah i'd love to come down there and just hang out i don't have any scale helis but i'll come down and hang out we can fix that very easy (laughs) yeah i know well i watched you get one and then two months later you had like 30 so i don't even (laughs) want to start 
Well, Andy, it's really kind of your fault. Because I know, I know. You had not drug me down to <laughs> Cherokee and met John Ellis and then yeah. met Daryl Strieber. Yeah. No, actually, it's John's fault because he brought Daryl up. So I got you two together, and it's been downhill ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was it. You, but, you and him just trade them back and forth, I think. Yeah, he takes parts out of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool. But, you know, I'm tired of iron, remember? Yeah. That's stuff I go for. I don't go for the shiny objects. I go for the... No. Challenge. But that's really cool. I'm, I'm glad you're doing that, Daryl, that event and stuff. Sounds like it's a it's a good event to go to. I would suggest anybody has any interest whatsoever in scale helis to maybe try to get out there one year. Well, it's kind of like the sad part about it is another thing I have is don't come unless you want to come back next year. Right. Everybody shows up one year, shows up the next year. Just kind of get it you every, every year. And of course, we leave some because of health reasons and that kind of stuff. We just have fun, and I really try hard to make sure everybody's comfortable, has a good time, and right. mm-hmm. whether it's going and eating or whatever, you know. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. You know, George, I couldn't get him to fly anymore. I guess <laughs> next year it'll be a cattle prod. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dang intimidating flying around these guys. I, what I do is get out there. Super early, yeah. Try to, you know, there was one guy, but it, he he got up there before anybody. I didn't mind flying with him, but uh, but uh, once uh, Sandy and some of the other ones came in, I and too, you know, I'm there to really learn more and stuff like that, and watch them and learn some techniques and stuff. Yeah. And so I'd rather have them flying out there and me learning because you know I don't fly every day like I used to. So yeah. I, I, no, I, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. I mean, as many events as I've been to the last, like, three years, I still get nervous flying in front of a lot of people, oh, especially yeah. when all of them are better than you, which is my case, <laughs> my, my problem. Well, this this crew, no matter what how you flew, they would appreciate it. And, okay, maybe you was not as smooth as the guy before you, but... You're trying. You're having yeah. a good time. Uh, That's most heli folks, though. I mean, every event I've been to, even if you just go out there and hover, people, you know, nobody cares. They're not. They're just glad you're flying. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's yeah, my problem that, that I'm nervous to do it. Me. Not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless it's Ryan's now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he knows. He knows I love him. So, mm-hmm. George, let me ask you, there's a, one of the pictures I see, there's a yellow, like, coaxial hel- helicopter, like, large scale. Mm-hmm. Is that an actual real model? Yeah. It's a model of a Russian helicopter. I can't remember the, okay. the, the model number, but it, it's actually kind of a small helicopter, but yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I'd say what it wasn't more than 600 millimeter blade. Uh, yeah, 500, 500, 600 millimeter Collective blade. pitch coaxial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's pretty smooth too. The the pilot though makes a big difference. Fantastic. <laughs> and it's three bladed head top and bottom. So it's like six blades all together. And just the linkage setup that I'm looking at is just kind of crazy, man. Yeah. Very cool though. Looks re- and once you said Russian, it actually does have that Russian look to it. Some great pictures that Mike took. Yeah. I still got to try the 3D printed uh, Airwolf or one of those from that one site, George. Um, to me, the best one's the Sky Crane or the, uh, the the Ranger, Jet Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Why does it look like it's snowing in some of these pictures? Yeah. Is, is it raining or snowing? It's pouring down the rain. Uh, we caught, caught shots of them. It, it just—it was just a cloudburst. They were all flying around, and next thing you know, it's made some cool dark, pictures. Marbles. Yeah. Yeah, and it looked like it was gone. I can't yeah. believe you had three um, Chinook-style helis going at yeah. once. I mean, you—those yeah. are rare. They were all forty-sevens, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's there was three of them that was what I would refer to as mid-size. Um, you ever seen the big one? Yeah, yeah. the yeah. fuselage on it was eight foot. Wow, just the not, not counting the blades, massive. And another guy's building one. He had the the plug there. He started on. That's another cool thing. People bring projects that they're working on, and like last year, I saw a, a UH one. I think it was a was the trolley model. That uh, Roy, mm-hmm. yeah, I saw it last year. You know, and it looked looked rough. You know, he just starting to put the rivets on it and everything, and it just you know just a rough fuselage. And then this year, you know, he had it there and flew it, and it's beautiful. It looked wow. great. Yeah, so that was uh, that's neat. So you know, they'll bring projects that are just in the beginning stage. Or um, last year when I was there, uh, Butch had a. Uh, a S67 there, but it was just in, you know, bare primer, bare fiberglass. And it's one that he had, uh, you know, molded from scratch. And this year he had it all painted slick. And I mean, it was really one of the most unusual looking helicopters there. It looks like a, looks like a shark flying through the air or something. Nice. It was a, yeah, prototype helicopter, right? Yeah. That's the one with the wings, right? The black and yellow one? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, pictures probably don't do it justice. But uh, I'm sure. Really nice stuff, and you know the big H34 helicopter I've got. One of its uh, siblings were that was there, big yellow one. Mm-hmm. Got to see him fly. Coast Guard one. Yeah, and Stan, the guy that owns it, had several helicopters there, and I mean, I'm telling, he'd fit right in at Tired Iron. He he just flies by the seat of his pants flying. <laughs> I mean, he he wears it out. He, I like I like the way he operates. He was having fun. He'd just be grinning ear to ear while he's flying. He, he, nothing but fun. He's probably been flying for how long? 40, 50 years? Yeah. But, 
Yeah, he was having a ball. Absolutely. Love to see see stuff like that. And and uh, you know, that was they were, you know, on the older end of the pilots, but uh, then there was a young man there, Joel. Um, he had several nice helicopters and he had he had one of the Chinooks. But uh, super detailed and everything, his flying style, his uh, building techniques, and he had a, a, a llama there that was, I'd say, 70% finished, and he was flying it, and, uh, you know, probably in a year or two, see it completed, and it'll be beautiful. Nice. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like watching a, a long, drawn-out series on Netflix or something that, you know, you just give an episode once a year. Oh, that would drive me nuts. <laughs> once a year? It's like, oh, no more. That would be. <laughs> yeah, I know. one every month. Yeah. I actually binged on uh, Cobra Kai this past weekend, too, while I was healing. I've been watching The Boys. Seen oh, that yeah? on the Amazon? Yeah, I watched no. the first season. I haven't started the second yet. I was kind of waiting. Oh, it's, it's really good. Crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's crazy. I have Amazon Prime. I should check it out. It's like yeah. superheroes, uh, but they're not assholes. Too super. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sounds. Yeah. Sounds awesome. All right. <laughs> uh cool. So George, I gotta ask you. I don't know if I've asked you this before. Uh, but if I wanted to get something or if somebody wanted to get something in this scale, where would you even start? Talking about gigantic stuff. The helis, yeah. Like, I love this Sikorsky. If I wanted to get something like that or if I wanted to get one of the, even if it was like a Bell. Well, I guess the Bell Rangers, I know where I could go for that. Yeah. But some of this more custom stuff. It's mostly builders like Daryl. You know, there's not a whole lot of them. And, you know, to get one of them, you, you're looking at, you know, at least a year or two. And like these, sh- that or these Chinooks, like where, where do guys go to get those, those airframes and those bodies? Okay. The Chinooks you've seen flying, uh, that was, there's a company called Vario. They're out of Germany. Uh-huh. Um, they have a lot of that kind of stuff. Okay. And then... Roban has some some stuff. Right. Then you get outside that group. There's a whole different society that builds crazy big stuff that um, you just have to make it all. You, you, well, you have to make it or know somebody that makes it. Like, for example, I build an H34, uh, like Stan's yellow Coast Guard helicopter. Um, I built, you know, I built it. It's that thing is seven foot long, thousand fifty millimeter blades. Um, Custom mechanics. Yeah, I build the mechanics and all kind of stuff just to make it fly good. Uh, there's groups of us out there. There's little bits and pieces out here, and we all work together and helping people. And so, you know, you gotta kind of figure out what you want and kind of go from there. Amazing. Yeah. I would think like, okay, this helicopter revolves around this frame, but I guess at a thousand millimeters, you're kind of have to make, you kind of have to make everything. 
Well, there are some mechanics out there, but what I like to do is like I've got a I've I've built a 206 Jet Ranger that's quarter scale. It's a fuselage at eight foot, 1,050 millimeter blades. But when you look at it, the mechanics are all hid. So you don't see anything in the cockpit or in the passenger area that shouldn't be there. Right. Uh, yeah, it's just all compact up in the top like the real engines are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But like I'm thinking like the blade grips and the main gears, like do you guys pull those out of actual models or do you have to make all that yourself? Uh, yes and no. Uh, there, you know, we use some parts from manufacturers out there and then uh, I'm getting where I build more and more of that stuff myself. It just okay. was... He's building his own swash plates right yeah. now, and hopefully, wow. see the Sea King. You know, it's starting. It started a few months ago, and I started printing the plug. And at the plug, you know, it's printed. We got all the parts for that. So next will be making the molds and all that stuff. But then comes building the mechanics, building the five blade head for it, things like that. So it may be, it may be two years before I have. A, fiberglass helicopter to look at maybe three four years before we're flying it but you know it's just process but once you make one you can make several right 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 what's this futuristic looking helicopter with the retractable landing gear the wheels there was two of those there are you talking about the comanche the comanche okay there was two of those there and both of them both of them, I think, scratch built. One of them may have been uh, part of a kit. They, yeah, they were fiberglass kits, but the mechanics were, were kind of tweaked and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's got the whole enclosed, like, tail rotor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Very that cool. That's a Finistron, which uh, they've been out for a while, but yeah. We got a guy at our club. Uh, used to play for the New York Giants, Steve Baker. He flies a couple of scale helicopters. Mm-hmm. I got to talking to him one day about just the tail rotor piece for something enclosed like that. He has like a news chopper. And he said, yeah, I can get the like seven bladed fan, but it's a lot of money. Uh, we were talking about different things. And he's like, I don't know if I want to go that far. But he's he's got a few nice scale helicopters. Yeah. Those things turn such high RPM. I don't see how they stay, stay together. They turn like 10 grand. Wow. Yeah, but, some really beautiful stuff. Listeners got to go take a look at Tired yeah. Iron and, and go to the Facebook page and just take a look at some of these. How do they do those, um, the tailless rotor ones? The tail rotor, the tail, like, ducted fan, do I that? guess. It's, they do. They have a fan. Mm-hmm. That blows down the tail rotor, the the fuselage. Right, to counteract the rotation. And then they have a gating system, a nozzle on the end that regulates the amount of airflow and direction that they need. Okay. Kind of looks like the mouthpiece on a flute. Okay. 
You know so it's kind of like a little valve that opens and closes. Not a valve, but like a shield that opens and closes still to kind of let more thrust air out of there or not. Looks crazy. It looks, yeah. yeah. I bet it sounds pretty crazy too, huh? Not having that whine of a tail rotor and having a different yeah, sound to it. It's, 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 it's a high-powered... Sounds like a small uh, diameter EDA. Hmm. And I noticed a lot of the, a lot of these guys use the trace setup for their radios. Oh yeah, all is is that something you have to do, or can you fly no. that? The I, I'm a tray guy. Okay, um, I put my bra strap on, as we call it. <laughs> it. What happens when you do that? Uh, I'm a pincher. Uh to do precision flying. The more precise uh, you'll see, more and more, more and more guys going through the pinching, the pinching of the sticks. If you pinch the sticks, it's better if you've got a neck strap arrangement to hold right. the radio. Uh, yeah. That's kind of, and that's kind of a European thing. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. Three guys, you'll see them. They'll do thumbs. Because the maneuvers are not as accurate, so they can get away with it. But yeah, hmm. interesting. Very cool. All right. Uh, do we have more things we want to talk about for the sudden scale challenge, or shall we uh, move it on? I know we have a uh, quite a bit of weeks of. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, we got some catching up. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move it on to the planker segment then. Okay. Oh, oh no, I heard it's going to be bad. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> All right. That's weird. I went to open the planker segment and Windows asked me for a security key. <laughs> oh, shit. This must be pretty good. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. All right, let me make sure it's not too loud. And we're back with the sound game. Let's see how many contestants can identify these sounds. Here we go. What do you suppose this is? Not too sure? Well, it's Steve welding a roll bar to a roll bar. <laughs> Number two. Oh, I know this one. That's Kevin. Yeah, it's Kevin. It's making <laughs> his first drink for Sim Night. Number three. This is a tough one. Oh, I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Popeye the Sailor Man. Now I am what I am, and that's all what I am. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Yeah, you're right. It's George preparing for a day of RC. Number four. 
Andy. He's at work. He's snoring. <laughs> yep. It's the one and only Andy Ross. Hard <laughs> at sleep. Here's one you don't see too often. <laughs> yep. That's Robert Monty waiting in line at Wendy's. <laughs> oh, that's Monty again at a traffic light. Here is a really easy one. See if you can tell what this is. George on recording night? It's Bill Ann responding to his fan mail. Here's one everyone should get. That's right. That's right. It's Shaggy Parker stealing his neighbor's internet service. <laughs> Here's one that's a little close to home. No, it's not. Nope. That is the Planker's brain as heard from the inside. Try your hand at this one. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, that's Ian Joel. He forgot to take his meds again. Oh. Oh, now, this one is easy. If you can identify each individual voice, I'll give you a special prize. <laughs> that's right. It's Free Fall Discord on a Friday night. Here's one more. Try this one. I couldn't get it either. That's Steve Yun when he opens up his credit card bill. <laughs> Thanks for playing, and we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Baker Submariners class. That's right. Learn up. Learn down. Learn left and right. Special courses on how to bail water. How to keep your fingertips from pruning up. Our other how-to classes include folding and unfolding lawn chairs. And much, much more. Sign up now and get a free class in advanced floating. Class prices range from one to two pieces of eight. 
Clankety clank clank. Next time on Car Wars, Mazda Strikes Back. We join the numb nuts of Freefall as their quest continues. Join up with Han Solomio, Chew Backfat, and this guy. You know what? I'm having a hell of a good time right now. And oh my god, a stowaway, Bill Ann. That's the worst idea I've ever heard. Yes, it is. First, Bill Ann breaks the engine. The motor kind of got burnt out. You didn't have any duct tape with you? I've never seen this before. Um, and then because I have, like, the reflexes of a 90-year-old man. Then things get crazy. The mouth starts going, and there's only one way to shut him up, and that's, you know. (laughs) It was dark. He couldn't see that whaler. He missed. Yeah. I'm kind of scatterbrained, so I have to, like, I got to keep everything. That's it. Oh, damn. That's my favorite episode. <laughs> that was pretty that good. When I get to shoot Bill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like he says, I'm a little scatterbrained, and I go, oh, really? <laughs> awesome. All right. Let's move it on to news and announcements. Hey, news and announcements. All right. What do we have? Uh, first up, I saw Haley Lids is closing mm. up shop. Yep. He says Ooh. he's got some clearance sales and stuff. He's decided to quit doing it. Yeah. Go check that out. Maybe you can get something for a good deal. He's selling... Well, he was selling Futaba. I mean, um, Synergy and Futaba and stuff like that. But he also picked up mm-hmm. XL Power and Mikado recently. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I read a thing on Facebook saying it didn't have anything to do with COVID or yeah anything. Yep. He just got tired of doing it. He want more free time. Yeah, I mean, he, he has a full-time job, and then he did this. You know, basically any free time he had. Right. So he basically had no time for anything. So, so it's understandable. Yeah. Wish him the best. And mm-hmm. it's always sad to hear someone going out, but we understand. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Enough sad news. Good news. September 24th through the 27th, the fall mowdown. Oh, yeah. What's it called? Fredericksburg Area RC Club? 
I don't know. I don't uh-huh. know the name of the place. You know where it is. You know where yeah. it is. If, if, you're, if you're into helis, you know where it is. Fredericksburg yeah. Fall Heli Mowdown. Or the, where the spring fling is usually held at. Uh-huh. Usually. Isn't it always held there? Yeah. Fredericksburg Area RC Club. That's it. Yeah, Fredericksburg Area RC Club, yeah. And I'm going to be going down Saturday, staying over till Sunday. Nice. Nice. So I'll be down there for a couple of days. Just don't tell work. Shh. <laughs> Mom's the word. I'm going nice. to tell them I went to Delaware. You're not going to tell them you went to Ohio? Is there so many, so many exciting things to do in Delaware? Mm. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, Urcha Jamboree 2021. Dates have been announced, and that is August 4th through the 8th. You know where that is, too. Muncie, Where's Indiana. That? Muncie? Yes. The AMA... Muncie. What do they call that? Um, I don't know. They have a name for it, and I forgot what it is. The AMA headquarters. Muncie, uh-huh. Indiana. All right. So mark your calendar. Yeah. Are we going to make this one? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah. Or us. Free fall. I mean, so I, we can do this? I should be there unless something crazy happens. I'm going to try to go this year. No, it's next year. But yeah. <laughs> the next time. You should try. Yeah. <laughs> you should try to go, George. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. The scale and then all the 3D stuff and just. Yeah. I know Daryl will be there. So. There is feel. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. There's at least two people you know. Yeah. You'll be over with all the wild bunch then. Yeah, but I come visit. I come over to the scale tent every year, look around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did it last last time we were there last year. Yeah, do it every year. We, always we gotta looked check around. Out. We didn't know what we were looking at, and we left. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I was going to say, we looked around. It was great, huge. Helicopters, we had a hot dog, and then we left. <laughs> see, yep. when I go over to the 3D part, I see 273 helicopters that all look exactly the same that I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. But when I see the, cell, the scale helicopters, you know, I know pretty much what most of them are. Yep. So I don't know yeah. what any of them are. So <laughs> we're like polar opposites. You know what a UH-1 is. No, I don't. You, you know what you is. Oh yeah, I know that. And I know what a goblin is. And that's yeah, I'll, it. I'll put you on the golf cart and drive you around. <laughs> I'm sure everyone would like to speak to you, George. That's all oh, yeah. I ever hear. Where's George at? Yep. Yep. Every Friday, when we get on the sim on Discord, where's George at? Where's George at? I know. I got so tired of hearing it. I stopped sitting on Friday. Yeah. Uh, I like, just started well, booting people. Well, I'm ass. here. Why do you want to hear George? And they're like, yeah, but right. we like him better than any anyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn it. Yep. They're not wrong. 
I would ban them from I Discord. I know, but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> truth hurts Banned. sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Ain't that the truth. I might have to bail here in a minute, guys. I'm going to. Daryl's. He's uh, heading in for the night. and uh, Yeah, no problem. I'm going to go out to the camper. But uh, yeah, I think it was good. And uh, get some perspective. We got to talk about two big, pretty good sized events. And, uh, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Well, I am going to bail. I've got to uh, okay. I got the dog and put him up and do all that before I can make up our bed. But uh, cool. Thanks for bearing with me during this two weeks of calamity. <laughs> no, nah, no worries. No, it's good. And I'll we'll get a bunch of pictures. I've I've brought all my good cameras. I, I just didn't take any pictures um, because there were several people taking pictures at mm-hmm. the event. I got some, but. But um, I, I I will take tons of pictures at the other event just to because I'm yeah. I'm really interested to see what what it's going to be about myself. I have no idea. Yeah, might be a bunch of Mino guys or something. Nice. What event is that again? The submarine stuff. Yeah, Subfest 2020, right? Yeah. Awesome. Subfest. Good night, right, George. All right, All right. George. later, George. Yeah. I mean, Urcha is definitely something I want to do. Um, I did get a bit of FOMO not going this year, so I really want to go next year. I just yeah. hope this this whole fucking COVID shit yeah. is I know. in the That's, past. That, yeah, maybe it'll be a little better next year. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else do we have for news announcements? I think that's it. All right. We still have our free fall giveaway. Oh, yeah. We need to. uh, Yes. Thank you for reminding me, Kevin. Nick Nick Maxwell. Absolutely. Generously provided some Uh uh Vivo 715 blades. You have till, let's see, what's the date, Steve? What do we say? No idea. 7 (laughs) p.m. on Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah, 7 p.m. next Tuesday. um, Which would be what? Let's make sure we got the right date. It would be... 22nd? Yes. So 7 p.m. September 22nd is the deadline. Mm -hmm. And everyone before that, we will randomly um, pull a name. Yes, 7 p.m. Eastern time, please. Yeah, Eastern time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is for a set of seven... Fifteen. What are they? Seven fifteen. Seven fifteen. Yep. Revo blades. Yep. 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 To be entered, you will need to fill out this uh, very short survey. I think it's like two questions and your name or something. So maybe three questions. Um, and please leave your email address and full name. Yeah. Leave um, your name so if, that we can have <laughs> have yeah. a name to draw. Yeah, even if you don't want us to t- say your last name over the air, that's fine. Yeah, we you won't know, put a say comment your last in there. name, but we need a name. We can't just but we give need, out your yeah. email. Yeah, we have some ones where just email addresses, and that kind of makes it hard, right? Because it's, it's like, I don't know, just like a random email address. So, But yeah, um, go to tinyurl.com slash nmpfreefall. That's where you can get the survey. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I will post. I guess I should post that. I, I was supposed to do that last week, wasn't I? I'll post a comment, um, a post that'll be, yeah. I guess, we'll whatever, have, persistent we'll or whatever. Ti- the tiny URL link on our Facebook post for the yes. show and in our show links. So you can go to the show and our links. show links. Yep. Check it out. And I'll do an additional post that just in case. Yeah, you know, we should. Just to keep it persistent and on top of our feed. And that way, yeah. um, you know, if you want to enter and you even maybe you're a couple episodes behind and you don't even know about this giveaway because yeah, you haven't point. gone to the, the last episode of this tonight. episode, you know. Or tomorrow. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, okay. Let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. What's next for you, George? I'm oh. going to Subfest 2020. Where is that in? Cohutta, Georgia. Nice. Not bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, you going to play with your dinghy in the water? I'm going to go up and I'm going to go down, but not too far down. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just maintain the scum line. I, I think you uh, I think your George needs a little bit of work. I know. <laughs> the best I can. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I need to work. I could I could probably do it better than any of you guys. I've already got the accent. I yeah. Just, I just yeah. gotta go. Uh <laughs> subface twenty twenty. Oh, it's well. Yeah, but you gotta go first. I know, but nobody hears that because I cut that out. Oh, okay. I hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's next for you, Kevin? Let's get back on track. Well, hopefully, I'm gonna do some flying on Saturday. I have uh, a little gathering with the family on Saturday. Uh, you're gonna go to fly my, instead of meet with them. That sounds like a good my niece plan. is my niece is having a baby, and there's something going on. I don't know, some kind of event. Mm, congrats! And, yeah, and uh, I think that's it. That's all I got planned. I'm on call, so who knows? <clears throat> Everything's toss up. Mm. Right. What about you, Steve? Um, I'm gonna be moving, so. Friday night, I'm planning on driving down. Um, I might build a heli. Maybe two. I don't know. We'll see. While you're driving down? Well, once I get down there. I'm driving Friday now. I'll get down there like midnight, one in the morning. You got tables. Can't you just set up a folding table and build it on yeah, that? Yeah. I could. Just somewhere, just in the middle of the garage. I could yeah. do that, you know, or put it in one of the middle rooms. Middle of the living room, wherever. Yeah. I'll probably just use a dining room because right now that's. Just box storage as, you know, for now until we move the dining room set in oh, there. Oh, yeah. So. You're in the middle of the move. You don't even need a table. Just use a box. Set on top yeah. of the box. Yeah. I got plenty of boxes or I could just sit on the hardwood floor. <laughs> yeah. There's a little island in the kitchen. I could just use that too. I'm sure my wife won't mind. Yeah, she won't care. Nah, not at all. Not and at if all. There's, if there's any new listeners out there that are like, oh, Steve's full of shit. He's not going to build anything. Let me remind you that Steve did build a Kraken in the sweltering hotel room that Bill <laughs> Ann actually oh has. Gosh. Swampy hotel room. Yeah. Yep. I think I sweated more there than in a freaking... Well, first you're trapped in a hotel trapped. room with Bill Ann, so you're sweating. 
And yeah, then it's right? 90 degrees. Nervous sweat to start with. <laughs> Next to the AC, and then he turns the heat on and turns the AC off. Like, what <laughs> yeah. What are you God doing? It's August. Goddamn God lizard people. Oh, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, well, you know, lizards like it like about 120 degrees, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I did it. I've done it before. I can do it again. Definitely a day build as, as possible. It's it's a bit tough. It's a bit rough. I won't I won't lie. You know, it's but um Yeah. In, we'll see. in all seriousness, I gotta hand it to you, dude. I would be if I was doing this move, I'd be like, listen, I gotta take a leave of absence. I don't even think I can do the show. And you've been uh you've been popping in here and there on the show and yeah. they ain't gonna build a helicopter, dude. Yeah. yeah. I'd be if I was I gotta, I gotta yeah. focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, it'd be like, <laughs> screw you guys. I'll see you in a month or two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think I'm in the the, the deep weeds of moving yet. Because it's like I'm just moving boxes and my RC stuff. Now it's gonna be like, all right, I gotta start moving some furniture <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, you know, my Miata and all the parts I have in the garage. Like you, Kevin, you have to come by. When you look at my garage, it's gonna be like it's a mess, but it's way less shit in there. <laughs> like, well, the one time I came by, I was like, "Where'd you go? I can't yeah. find you, Steve." <laughs> right, right, right. I go right behind. I like, I like navigate a path into the garage, and I, I'm just lost in the woods, <laughs> in the you know, in the mess of just things, have a tracking the ambiance beacon. of things. Right. Sorry, like a Vegas casino. Once you yeah. get in there, you can't figure out how to get out. Yeah. Nice. Now it's like there's actually room. <laughs> like, oh, I nice. don't know. It's uh, yeah. You'll see. You, you gotta come over one day. Um, yeah. Or I'll take some pictures, maybe. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. That's really gonna be it. Um, next week, I think it's gonna be a little bit more interesting. But we can talk about that on the next episode. All right. So what are you gonna be doing, Andy? Um, I'm just not an answer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to fly. I don't know if I'll work on a heli. I probably will put bearings in that motor because I really want to do that. I kind of think I need to get the XL power fixed before I start on the Oxy 5. So maybe I'll start mm. on that, but I, I don't want to make any promises because um, I got to start shelling corn in probably a week, maybe two weeks. So I'm kind of okay. like running around trying to get ready for that. Been doing a lot of work on the combine, maintenance type stuff, getting it ready. So, you know, I don't know. I may not get a whole lot of hobby stuff done. We'll see. I was gonna, I was gonna suggest, uh, you know, maybe you should work on the Oxy Five first. I know for me, like building a new kit. Yeah, it's way more enjoyable than yeah, fixing right. a crash heli. You're right, and that would motivate you to like, okay, the oxidizer. Maybe I'll continue yeah. working on something yeah, instead true. of I, like, I'd want to fly. God damn it! Yeah, push this shit in the corner. Fuck it. Yeah, that's actually good advice, Steve. Because then I'd have a new heli to fly, and you know, it's always, yeah. I don't know. You always want to fly more when you got something new and shiny. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll do yeah. that first. That's actually really good advice. All right. Cool. 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 Anything else? No. All right. Let's move it on to listener pipeline then. All right. Do we have any voicemails? 
So we do have a listener pipeline message. We do. And it's probably the one we played last week. But I figured we played again this week because it's about a fun fly that's coming up. All right. Hey, free fall guys. Uh, seeing here. Uh, just figured I'd give a nice little reminder about uh, Rotors on the River 2020, September 18th through the 20th. It's being put on by the Midwest Heli Boys. It's a great group of guys in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. Um, you find yourself close to that uh, tri-state area. If it's a couple hours drive just to get there, just go there and check it out. Great group of guys again, and uh, definitely some good flying. Um, the the landing fee is twenty dollars. All three days worth of fun. Uh, definitely check it out. Uh, there is also going to be some night flying. So, yeah, just figure I put the word out there. Um, we'll see y'all later. Bye. Later, potato. Later, gator. Cool. Nice. I can't, I can't hear that rotors on the river without no. thinking of Tina Turner. Sorry. I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what else we got going on? Uh, up. Yeah, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Quite a bit to wrap up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now with Facebook likes. Actually, no. No, it's not. Let's be positive. Uh, Facebook likes. We are at 1,328. That's plus six new likes in the last... Three weeks, I think, ish, right? Yep. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah, cue the music. One or two of these, I'm probably mess up. All right, we got. Oh, sorry. (laughs) A little too loud. I just just wanted to fuck with you. Sorry. Do that now, not in post. Okay. (laughs) I don't mind doing that now, but just make it a little bit lower. It's pretty loud. I say play it really loud. Let Steve shout over it. You want to try it? <laughs> you got to make it louder. We got to make it louder. I'm going to step back and I'll shout it. Hey, we have Brad Smith. It's back here. Rachel Jr. Rich Smith. Nelson Ballard. Oh, and Casey Davis. <laughs> uh, how was that? <laughs> I couldn't hear anything with the fucking stupid music. <laughs> Okay, I don't know if I was oh, going to go over it louder than that. No, it was funny as shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should leave it like that. Holy hell. Man. No, you got to read uh, them off so people can hear them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Again, if you didn't hear with my shouting, <laughs> we have fuck. Brent Wynn, Lucas Chapman, Gray Eagle Jr., Rich Machonis, Denelson, or Denelson. Denelson Ballard and Casey Davis. Nice. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Folks. All right. Facebook comments. What do we got? Facebook. Oh, my God. My Facebook has been blowing up for the last couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. What are they talking about? It's 90% comments on your R2 project, by the mm-hmm. way. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Which, I mean, that's what I'd comment on. It's freaking badass yeah, thing. Wrong with that's that. the most badass thing that 
going on around <laughs> here right now. Yeah, and I really can't wait to get it back together with the Omni wheels all like butter smooth because it was pretty rough and it should be like it should be whipping around even better. Um, but let me see here. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. What what was the last episode that we did? I can't even remember. Was it what are they talking about? Two forty one or was it before that? It was before Chill that. Chill out. Yeah, we got to acknowledge some of these comments uh, on our Facebook post of episode 240. Everybody chill. Uh, a lot you of people say posted, it right. Yeah, I was like, everybody chill. Okay. There you go. Um, a little better. Every, uh, people posted their setups for what they do. For most of them, post their setups. <laughs> Anyways, there's some wacky photos there and some memes. Um, Mike Welch posted a meme of a little kid staring there, looking out with a weird look on his neck, on his face, uh, saying, your dad is watching you back the trailer. I'm like, oh, left is right, <laughs> right is left. Too much is not enough. Straighten the wheel. You are burning daylight. Get out. I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> I know Mike's had some experience with trailers. Yeah. Uh, David Hill, our buddy Dave, he posted a picture. Here's my chilling setup. Straight leg, easy up in the shade, side tarp, tarp drop, a uh, gallon of ice water, and a fan. Yeah, that's a nice setup. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he also posted chilling out the field with the squirrel cage fan under the table. And Bill Anthony thought he was funny by posting, welcome, a picture of two guys in kilts, two burly guys in kilts. Uh, and he posted... Welcome to the sixth annual Freefall RC podcast, Funfly. I'm Steve, and this is Kevin. Mm. Scott Graham said, William Anthony trying to start something, and he posted a bunch of men in kilts. That's him. Also, that looks like his wedding. Oh, is that him? Yeah, that's. Oh, that is him. That's Scott's wedding, I believe. Oh boy, Bill Ann better get that lunch money ready to hand over to. Scott Graham. <laughs> and he said, right And he said, it. Scott Graham, if the kilt fits, wear it. Yeah. Great job of backpedaling, Bill. Yeah. Uh, he also <laughs> said, Andy, please do a Oxy 5 Nitro review. Eric Shue said, got swamp nuts at Rotorfest. Craig <laughs> <laughs> Sullivan posted a nice animated meme of the animated show, The Simpsons, where. Who's that? Willie? Groundskeeper Willie. Groundskeeper Willie? Uh-huh. Running and his ass is hanging out under his kilt. Eric Shue posted a uh, nice picture of Gold Bond. Tom Messer said, is this going to be another fashion show? Um, Mike, Michael <laughs> Shaggy Parker said, I found a big-ass bag of troll sourbite crawlers. And Bill Anthony posted a picture of a guy driving a railroad spike in, a real railroad spike. And said, "There, there's Kevin setting up at the field. And somebody replied to that. Yeah, me, I just laughed. Oh. And that's it for that episode. Uh-huh. On the one that we posted after that, what are they talking about? Uh, Dave Hill killed it, man. He posted a lot of links to a lot of helicopter, you know, uh, physics and stuff like that um uh-huh. if you if you want to know why there's a speed limit on helicopter if you want to know why 
what an auto rotation is, um, what gyros do, upside down flying with high speed video, huh? smarter every day. Posted a yeah. uh, he posted a video link to that uh, yeah, with helicopter physics. Yeah, good mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, Dustin, he makes some really good videos. Really good, smart dude. Good video channel. Yep. Yep. Um, Mark Ritchie posted I was driving along in my work truck laughing out loud to myself while George was banging around trying to get rid of that crick of cricket. <laughs> Funny as <laughs> and then ended there. Uh Bill Anthony, and I haven't read these, so forgive me if I read them wrong, Andy. Uh while Kevin works on his little R2D2, George is secretly 3D printing a Death Star. Beware Rebels come. Darth George is coming for you. Uh, Mike D said, oh, man, no Planker episode and no Mr. Miata. You guys suck. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Dave Hill said, spoiler alert, must be the best episode ever. Without Steve, there's no Gray Eagle Jr. Did I read that wrong? Hmm. I think he probably means like, without me, I'm not going to do the... uh... Podbean comments, or we don't uh, do the. Usually, when one of us is missing from the show, we don't, you know, um, do all the outro stuff sometimes or the wrap up stuff. Uh, Tom Messer said, I listen to the podcast mostly when I'm driving. We are preparing to evacuate through the fires out here. Oh, wow. He must be out yeah. west, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Moving a lot of horses, small animals, uh, model trailer my model trailer, uh, et cetera. So doing a lot of driving, uh, I sometimes zone out while listening. This time I noticed the dueling banjos from deliverance. And then I tuned into what George and Andy were talking about. I swear. I nearly pissed myself laughing. Holy smokes. That was funny. Keep it up guys. <laughs> nice. Jeez. Uh, I'm laughing too. Cause shit just hits me and I put that stuff in and I'm like, I don't know if anybody's going to get it. But I, I love to hear that uh, people have a good sense of humor, especially Andy and George when I'm picking on them. Uh, he also posted as far as mode two versus mode one. Mode one has the throttle elevator reversed. Uh, that's what I figured. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. I think that's probably what Andy meant. But I think he said it the other way. <laughs> yeah, I was. I thought to- that's what he said. No, Didn't well, you? I said the aileron goes on the left stick. I got them backwards because I couldn't remember. I looked them up real quick. Like he said, mode one is the elevator and rudder on the left stick and the throttle and ailerons on the right stick. Okay. And then there's a mode three and a mode four. And he says the reason this even became a thing was back in the early days of RC, there weren't gimbals, but basically toggle switches to fly the plane. Wow. Aileron and elevator were split up so they could both being manipulated manipulated at the same time. Rudder uh, and throttle were seldom needed to be moved much. So aileron was left on the right stick. On the right, elevator was moved to, wait a minute, no. So aileron was left on the right, okay, and elevator was moved to the left. Also a little later when stick gimbals were used, but two channel radios were around, that's how it was split up. Hoxawa <clears throat> used this, used to do this. Uh, mode three has throttle and elevator in the same position as mode two, but the rudder and aileron were swapped. I'm not really sure how this became a thing. Good friend of mine flies this way and has kicked my ass in pattern for years. 
mode four, just moving the aileron and the elevator to the left side and the throttle and rudder to the right. Okay. Possibly so. for lefties or folks with mobility issues on the right hand. Okay. Nice. Cool. Good breakdown. Yeah. That's interesting how I guess back in the early, early days of RC, they didn't have proportional, right? So it was right. literally mm-hmm. on and off switches for yeah. your ailerons and obviously like click, 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 you know, to give it more or less, I yeah. guess. That's I'm, interesting. I'm well, looking at these. Mode four is actually what I said was mode one and I was wrong. That's the mm. throttle and okay. ailerons on the left stick and elevator and rudder on the right stick. Mm. And ironically, early on in Steve's flying, he actually did have the throttle on a toggle switch. Yeah. I thought turned that's it what, on and that was it. I thought that's Both how throttle. he still sets up planes on and yeah, off. Basically. It's been a while yeah. since I've seen him fly a plane. Um, actually, I was flying that, what did I call it? It was the UMX Timber in, that, in my backyard. I was flying that at like just under half throttle. <laughs> Which is very unique for me. But then again, I was whizzing by my head at like mock speed. At least it felt like it. <laughs> so I was like, eh, I don't want to do any faster than this. Nice. Yeah, yeah it was fun. And to wrap that episode up, Wesley uh-huh. Pennypacker posted <laughs> a animated meme of a cricket chirp. chirping. Chirp. And he said that cricket chirp. had me laughing. Chirp. Yeah. Chirp. Hit of the episode. Chirp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hit of the episode. And on our last episode uh, with Nick Maxwell, 242 Nick Maxwell Products, uh, Steve Shaw posted, Mr. Yuna, hope all has gone well with your move. Okay, now seriously, your recent absent in the podcast and Friday Night Sim session has not gone unnoticed. Time has come and gone to talk about your, going to talk about your move. Dude from Word on the Street, your dedicated fans are worldwide are over it very sad when even shaggy's poor audio quality outshines your participation <laughs> damn Kevin, andy and george please help steve get back on track yeah get that knife out of my back while you're at oh, it damn. <laughs> brutal <laughs> awesome. uh, thanks steve <laughs> great eagle jr says nick alodeon of legend because much amazing support structures inspired now allowed to book into face. Oh, he's on Facebook. That's I, what I was going to say as yep. if we didn't get enough of him on pod being an email now uh-huh. on Facebook too. <laughs> Jesus. And he shows up into discord in the discord. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you want the full month, he's pretty funny there junior. though. Yeah. Shaggy, awesome shaggy, appreciation. Shaggy, shaggy. OG because no more beans. Inverted choppy chapo good and encourage. 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 I don't know. <laughs> encourage. Uh, Steve Shaw also posted Kevin, thank you for your efficient and timely new podcast poking posting. <laughs> Great job every week as you free fall guys keep the good stuff rolling week after week. Steve, that check is in the mail. Thanks, Steve. And Tom Messer <laughs> said OS has already tried the fuel injection route. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't uh, know that either. They had, they had a 140RX and I believe a couple larger four strokes, 200 sized. Both were aimed at pattern F3A. 
and only ones I ever saw were sponsor pilots. Neat idea, but maybe they didn't have the tech at the time to get it right. It's pretty interesting. You look at the picture of it. It actually has like an O2 sensor, like right yeah, on the yeah. head, right by the exhaust port right and everything. Exhaust. Yep. As a speed sensor from the crank, right? You're Mm-hmm. And then the fuel injection system in the front. That that just looks interesting. I like, think those those O2 sensors are kind of a problem. Yeah. Best I could. T- I remember talking with somebody about gassers, mm-hmm. and uh, was saying it one to get everything light enough, and to get an O2 sensor that could handle the heavy amounts of oil we're using. And sure. Even yeah. Heavier in heli engines fuel than in airplanes. It's just really difficult to get sensors that can withstand that. Yeah. Plus the fact of mapping all the the fuel error ratios and all that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's more complicated than you think, from what I could yeah. tell. So it'd be yeah, cool if you could make picture. it work. Oh, sorry. But mm-hmm. I said it'd be cool if somebody could figure it out, or if maybe the sensors get better, or the technology gets better. But right, such a small little niche, somebody would have to just do it. Because they want it and invest all that time and money into it. Right. Like a hobbyist doing it or something. Get, yeah, you're never going to get a return on it when you sell 100 units. Yeah. Even if you sold 1,000, a, a I don't think no. it would be enough for all the R&D and time and effort and cost. But it, it would be cool. It'd be really dope. <laughs> It'd be really cool to see. And if you look at the picture, it's weird. The, one of the bolt holes is actually the... I guess a pressure line or vacuum line. I guess it's very interesting how they have this picture here. But um, yeah, come take a look at Tom's posts on our uh, what episode is this again? Two forty-two episode. Yep, it's interesting. Okay, uh, what else? And a couple of comments on the R two project. I could read mm-hmm. those if you want. Yeah. Uh, Basically, I've been doing more priming and painting on the body, more white primer on the body, and it's coming along pretty good. It's 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 a weird process, you know. It's like because of the layers to 3D printing, you can get really deep down in the rabbit hole, or you can try to let the primer, you know, even things out. Uh-huh. But even that being said, like when I put the bondo on, I, I'll bring it back into my garage where I'll do a lot of the sanding. It's amazing how when you bring it back out into the sunlight, how much more stuff you spot. Oh yeah, it's really it's really pretty uh, amazing process, dude. And I, like I said, I don't I have never done a lot of this, so I'm I'm kind of enjoying it uh, as much as pain in the ass it is. But uh, posted a few pictures of the body, and Yusuf Piragali said Lucas Arts will be asking you for an audition soon. Uh, fantastic work, Kevin. Well done. Uh, Dave Hoskins said, looking good. Lucas Chapman says, make a carpenter something he ain't. That's because I posted an old saying that I picked up at the lumber yard, which was spackle and paint, make what ain't. I said, bondo and paint, make what ain't. He said, unfortunately, in my humble opinion, that works in my career. Uh, but some fix mups in RC never look the same. And fixing EPO is way harder than fixing up some sheetrock. I got that down legit awesome man i need his help around my bedroom closet <laughs> uh felipe costa said looks excellent great project steve saw says uh, steve shaw says amazing to see this project come together i want one and mark richie said looking awesome kev 
So thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks a lot. Okay. Uh, let's see. Facebook listener posts. Let's see what listener we have here. Posts. Okay. Yeah. So. Back, please. Yeah, we've done this one here from Ian Joe, so we'll move on to the next one. Chris Ryber says, my favorite, since a picture of his Corvette and some plank. <laughs> I don't know what it plank. is. It looks like a 3D plane, pretty decent size. Say probably 80 inch or 70 something. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Ian Joe sure makes some good uh, memes here. He has a picture and title LMAO, like laugh my ass off. And he superimposed my picture of a V bar or V control says, Hi, I'm your new next door neighbor, Steve. Oh jeez. And then there's <laughs> the guy I'm talking to, he has like a little thought bubble coming from his head and says, Oh great, another RC podcast asshole moved to New moved to Virginia. <laughs> yeah. That's going back a ways, man. That is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the next one is another one from Ian Joe. And it's a picture of me and my new house. And he snuck in a little picture of Shaggy in the background saying, damn, Steve just moved in and is already having Shaggy problems, LOL. <laughs> I know. I don't know how he found me, but he found me. Uh, let's see here. Lucas Chapman posted. Hi, my name's Lucas Chapman. I've been enjoying your podcast a lot. I live in... California and belong blah 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 to uh, Peninsula Channel Commanders uh, FlyPCC.com. Uh, he's 37 and he's been flying since he was a tyke, uh, trying to get into drones and helis, but they're scary. Currently does have a 230 V2 and an Ishin Wizardy 220S quad. Uh, so he said, just want to say hi and put some photos of his workshop, hangar, and man cave. Um, Take a look at his pictures. He has some cool setup. Um, he has an interesting workbench in the middle of like his, I guess, workshop. Yeah. Uh, yep. A little laptop or a desktop, I guess. I'm not sure. But he has a monitor for our podcast on there, which is awesome. And yeah, pretty cool setup that he has. Cramped a lot of stuff in that space. Um, shows his man cave and some computer setups and stuff. It's pretty cool. I mean, I got a large TV in my garage but I don't sit there and watch it. Uh, a lot of it's just background noise as I'm working on mm-hmm. stuff or yeah. I, you know, I tab through, it's hooked up to a PC. So I'll tab over to control a printer, mm-hmm. you know, one or two as I'm going. I like his yeah. monitor on his work table or up above. Yeah. That's it's what I'm like saying. In that corner. Yeah. You can put whatever, a manual up there or something. Yeah. Look yeah. something up. It's yeah. Cool. Or build videos and stuff as you're building something. Yeah. I like his work table in general, man. The lighting setup he has there. Mm -hmm. And the storage up top and bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Very good idea. Powered up and everything. Yeah, it's nice. Okay. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have here? All right. So Ian Joe says, "Who who else thought the term, quote, dead stick was ED related, LOL. <laughs> and it's a picture of a couple in bed, it looks like, and says, What's wrong, honey? I'm in the mood. Sorry, honey. It's a dead stick tonight. <laughs> you got to see the pictures. Pretty, pretty funny. Uh, let's see. Angel again. Love it. He says, RIP Cricket. 
tell my family I made it on a podcast and that George is a dick that shot me. <laughs> it's a picture of a cricket, <laughs> like a cartoon picture of a cricket dying. Yeah. Uh, hilarious. Uh, let's see. Our very own Planker says, okay, you bastards, time to screw with the Planker by adding a caption to this picture. Uh, and it's see. Tim yeah. looking at his heli with wires mm-hmm. hanging out of it. And he's yep. got a clown nose on. He told me he does a really cool thing in traffic. If somebody like does a dick move, like cuts him off or something, he doesn't get all angry. He pulls out the clown nose, he puts it on and he points at him. And then, and then the guy has, the guy always has the same look on his face. Like he, it starts out as rage and then he starts laughing at Mike. And uh-huh. that's just Mike, man. That's just Mike trying to turn a shitty situation into, you know, something better than it is. Yep, exactly. So sorry for giving you the finger, Mike, the other day when <laughs> I cut you. Let's see some of these comments here. Uh, Ricky Cricky says, only the nose knows. Rick Schumacher says, whose knows how this goes together? <laughs> David Hill, where do these big paddle things fit? <laughs> Michael Shaggy partner, that's not a Kraken. <laughs> nope. Uh, Ian Joe, Patch Adam is trying to figure out where to put the fuel in. It's an electric alley. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. So Tinder said, trying to figure out where the wing spark goes. That's a really good yeah, one. That's a pretty funny one. Yeah. That's a really good one. And the last one we have here is Steve Wadberg says, I thought you always looked this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're talking about a clown nose. I thought that was just his nose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. And then uh, let's see. Uh, yesterday, Chris Ryber posts, nothing better than getting the club president flying a heli. And looks like he uh, was buddy boxing the club president. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's uh, cool. What heli is that? A 516? Yeah. Yeah. 516, yep. Nice. Awesome. That's a cool picture, too. It looks like he's having a good time posting mm-hmm. a good picture of the heli and then, uh, you know, high five at the end of the flight. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, uh, yeah, look at our last most recent post, visitor post from our new player, right. Lucas Chapman. Yeah. So, Lucas Chapman says, Who is this Bill Ant2 guy? And why can't I find him on YouTube? Are you guys just pulling my leg? <laughs> it would yes. seem that way, but there was a Bill Ant2 YouTube channel. Went, yep. the, went the way of the dodo bird. Back in my day, there was a Bill N and a Bill N 2. Back in your day, there was two Bill N channels. Back in my day, there was two channels. Period. <laughs> Neither one of them had Bill N. Nope. Yeah. You were lucky. That's the way it was, and we liked it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Shit. All right, let's move it on. That's it for the listener posts. Uh, website comments. What do we got? Uh, ooh, I was checking that. What, did we get anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, so we did get a website comment from Web012. It's entitled 369 Access Sensors. And he says, hey, Dimwit, i.e. Andy. There are three fundamental sensors, sensor axes, 
pronounced axes, X, Y, and Z, pronounced X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and when you add more sensor types to the unit, they now read count this one? all the sensor elements as additional axes, even though they are still in the X, Y, Z planes. Okay. Because we were talking about uh, three axis and um, six axis. Yeah, I made a joke that clearly was not, didn't come across as a joke, apparently, at least not to mm-hmm. this guy. So he says uh, three axis, self-contained three axis, gyro in the same chip, six axis devices combine the three axis gyroscope and the three axis accelerometer in the same trip chip. Uh, nine axis devices combine three axis gyroscope three-axis accelerometer, and three-axis compass or magnetometer, also in the same chip. There now, love Bob. No, he didn't say love. Yeah. I added it. I I didn't even... I guess that would be the nine-axis. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Compass. I I was talking... I was making a joke of all the the stupid Chinese ones that say six... Axis right, we were gyro about, yeah, and stuff like that. Yep. And I guess helicopter he, is, is 3.5 I guess gyros. He, yeah. So I guess I'm a dimwit that doesn't know anything. So thanks for educating me, Bob. I appreciate it. All right. I'm going to reply. You thanks. Mu- I'll must, check them out. You must be a lot of fun to hang around with. Oh, geez. Bob. All right. So do we get any? Did we get anything else, Bob? <laughs> Sorry. I'll stop. Uh, um, yes. We got an email from Marcus. All right. Does somebody else want to read this? Because No, I can read it. I got I to gotta try, try reading more. It's gonna wow. Help what's me wrong with your reading? I can, I can, what's up? What do you mean? Why do you got What's wrong with your reading? Yeah, I don't understand. I, I fumble through reading sometimes. Okay. You want me to read it? No, I'll read it. Okay, go for it. So we got an email from Marcus Wright, and he says it's titled How to Start into Helis. And he says, uh, so do you guys have a advice or an old episode how to start into helis? I don't necessarily mean how to fly them exactly, I mean, if you want to end up flying larger gas scale helicopters, no 3D, what is a good path? Similot, then micro, safe, then 450, then 550, then 700, then go gas. Uh, seems like a fairly long and expensive road, uh, but there may just be that may just be the nature of the beast. Any thoughts appreciated? Marcus uh, King, North Carolina. I think hmm. if you're trying to get into large, Gale helis, gas or not, I don't think that even matters. Yeah, I, don't, um, I don't actually think anyone's doing gas powered scale helis nowadays. No, it's all no. electric on the bigger even scales. Even nitro's getting hard to. It's, it's either electric or turbine. Yeah. Um. What are your guys' I mean, thoughts? I have a I have a thought. So well, so my my thought would be uh, you no, want to go, go for seven? Okay. Go ahead, no. I would say sim and then go right into a 500 or a 700. If you're just scale flying, you know, you can go into the bigger helis pretty quick. You're going to probably run lower head speed. Um, 
But I would definitely do a sim just to get your orientation, and then yeah. I would I, I would add a step. I okay. would I would yeah, do sim and at almost the same time get a like a Blade Two Thirty S. Just so yeah. that you can get some real world experience with something that you can crash multiple times. It's going to be super cheap. Yeah. And while it is small and they don't fly great, if you're practicing hovering, orientations, circuits, stuff like that, they're plenty sufficient. And then I would jump up to like a 500 or possibly a 550. Mm -hmm. But then there's a lot of other variables. Do you have someone that can help you set up a 500 or the first time Mm -hmm. build the kit, set up the fly barless unit, all that kind of stuff for you doing it completely on your own. That, that would kind of factor in. Uh, but so yeah, I would do sim and and two thirty, and then a 500 or five fifty, or I guess, or would you go with something like a three eighty size? It's, Cause you're still no. going to crash. No, I would. I mean, I would probably do that. That two thirty V two. Yeah, and then go and then to go like right into a mid size to a big one. You know, just every time that hits the ground, you know, it's hundred fifty yeah. bucks with the blades and yeah. stuff. Oh, easily. But I mean, if you're just hovering and then maybe putting around. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but still. <laughs> Still, uh, if you don't have any hell experience, I mean, yeah, but yeah, with none, I would say. It. But if you sim for a year and played around with the 230s for a year, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, if yeah, if you can, if you're yeah. disciplined enough to do the sim like you yes. should, then yes, you're you're probably right. But that's the point. Like, so so maybe I should rephrase that. Like, it shouldn't just go like, hey, I got a sim. Well, I need tomorrow I bought a 500 and then the next day I bought a 700. No, well, like, you need to be very proficient on the sim well, then be proficient a, on a 500. Is there any yeah, advantage well. to learning to set up and set up, tune, build, repair a smaller heli that's cheaper versus the bigger one? Like, if you don't have somebody that can help you set it up, I wonder yeah. if that 380 would be a, a middle range, 360, 380. Yeah, I Not mean, that you have I don't to know. go I feel up like the through every size. Get just as expensive. Sorry. No, no way. What What are 380 blades like? $20 a set? $25 for a lines? Oh, are they that cheap? They're I don't like know. Like $50. Bucks I thought they're always for... like $40 or $50. Bucks. No, I was no. getting I was getting them for the Oxy 4 for like $19.99 yeah. or something. Yeah. The line. yeah, and they're three, like 50, 80s? 60 bucks for, there were, for. No, there were three. What were they? Three. 25s, I could see for 20 bucks from a line, but not 380s. 360s, you can buy for like 20, 20 some okay. dollars. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the, Oxy, anyways. the, the 4 Max is running what? 360s? 380s. 380s. Yeah, so I was getting the 360s for 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I'm looking at 360s and they're 45. For I would, I would add a set to, or I would add a step to what Andy said. Like when I first mm-hmm. started messing around with the helis, I was simming a little bit. Uh, I didn't have anything like the Blade Two Thirty. I wish I had something like that when I started. Yeah. So like Andy said, get some real world experience. But I also was watching a lot of YouTube videos, and guys were doing stall turns, especially with scale helis. Guys were doing like stall turns as one of the steps and. Uh, you know, figure eights and everything like that. And 
kind of made me think, you know, of going through those steps when I'm actually simming too, you know. So I'd throw in YouTube as well, watch some some stuff on YouTube just to get. Some some guys have a, a really good setup as to what to do. You know, your first flight, your second flight, you know, your second mm-hmm. week and whatever as you go through. But yeah. as as far as like real world helis after that, I I yeah, I'd probably I'd probably go five fifty. It's the largest after that. But that's just me, you know. If you have a big area and you know right. you're feeling well, very comfortable. If you I don't have, know, maybe you like if you have some larger. if you're either very mechanically inclined or you have some help, then you could go from I see no reason going from the two thirty assuming you're simming and stuff you might go straight to a six or seven hundred yeah if you have help that can buddy box you occasionally or this or that if you're if you're doing it on your own you know you're going to be hitting the ground a lot then you know there is some argument for the smaller cheaper to crash heli that's going to cost you yeah yeah 50 to 100 bucks with blades versus 150 to 200 yeah, so he didn't really put a budget in mind. So I mean, I know he did say kind of like the more what yeah, did he say like true. expensive or. Um, but one of the things that I want to make sure, like people, people don't really, um, they see a seven hundred, they're like, "Holy shit, this thing is big!" But then you see like a real scale, a thousand, fifteen hundred millimeter, highly set up. Like you need to be okay with something big for you to ever get into any large-scale helis. You know, so you have to get into that 700 range. Oh, yeah, you have to get used to flying yeah, yeah, yeah. something that's 700 size because when you get into the large scales, you're talking about bigger than 700. I mean, a 700 is yeah. definitely where you want to be and practice and learn to fly right. really well before you build the, the super expensive the scale. scale. I'm yes. just wondering yeah. how yeah. many steps you need to go to get from zero to the 700. Yeah, yeah. At least one. Yeah, before one yeah, definitely before two. buying a four thousand, five thousand dollar Vario kit or Motion RC, um, which is their one, um, Roban kit. Yeah, Roban. You know, yeah, you need to make sure you can sport fly a helicopter and a, and a big yeah, one. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. All right, cool. Cool. All right, do we have any other website or email comments? I didn't see anything else. You guys see anything? No, uh, I don't think so. Okay, let's move it on to people of Podbean. People of Podbean, this is going to be a little difficult for me. Uh, Maybe not. I think I see where I left off. Maybe not. Uh, No, I do. Uh, Mr. Helifun himself, Snip and AAAA liked episode 240, Everybody Chill. Uh, let's see. Helifun and JW Cruisin liked episode 241. What are they talking about? Heliman liked episode 215, listener series with Tom Messer. And Mike Welch and Helifun liked the last episode, Nick Maxwell Products. So thanks, guys. Nice. Thanks, everyone. And I think we have two comments. Um, Snip, 15 days ago, says, simply awesome. Great job, guys. And then great. hmm? Yeah, thanks. And then Gray Eagle Jr., 14 days ago. Okay, it's been a while. (laughs) Once, time, upholding below, 
seeker, peeper, pie, promiscuous, obstructing, morning. Chilly chill, cold chill, calm, cookie coo 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 on choo choo of Legacy, <laughs> Texas. Amen. Skids bump. Mask, six feet, social face, far in sunset distance. Fear none. Not, not, never, ever, for always push position canoe. canoe? Positron, sorry. Always push positron canoe. Canoe. Oh, keep on messing that up. Canoe. Canoe. One of the ones. <laughs> and then TikTok integrate this. I give up. <laughs> Wait, which Damn. one of you forgot how to read? I think we both did at this point. Yeah. No, dude, this the way he writes is so friggin' convoluted and fucked up. I don't think anybody can read it. <laughs> you do a, you, well, you no, do a, it's canoe. You do a good I've job. Missed, I've missed Steve's reading of Gray Eagle's writings. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Thanks, Gray Eagle. Thanks, Nip. Uh, let's see. iTunes review. I see nothing new on iTunes. Okay, so drop us an iTunes review. Read the review in the next episode. Email us at freefarc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Check out our webpage, freefarcpodcast.show. Santa Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Flight test forums off the field, audio and video production. Other than flight test podcast, freefarc podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hill the Flyer. Hi, David. Ah, David Hill. <laughs> uh, fellow podcasters, what do we have here? The Heliheads podcast. That's um, Mike, Kevin, Scott, and Dan. There you go. Nice. Using their real names. Even they don't use their real names. Uh, Telerotor podcast. Telerotor. That's Skids, um, Fence Post, <laughs> Yard Sale, and <laughs> Wet Nap. What? Yeah. No, that's two mics are rich and a Robert. Mm-hmm. Okay, BKRC. BK. Finally back, huh? BK oh, yeah. blew my BK mind. I meant to put that news and announcements and forgot last week. Yeah. Can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what? And this, this is something I wanted to do a little editorial. Me to the BK podcast. And I wanted to say, you guys always talk about how you've had 40 years of experience or 30 years of experience in the hobby and blah 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 and i'm always like and you're always like well we need uh an episode we need to talk about something you could go year by year 1979 this is what we did and <laughs> people would listen because yeah. i i know they got a shit ton of great stories yeah and you I'm know sure, what i mean I'm like sure they could recall that so there's like 40 episodes right there yeah um but I'm just saying, it was, uh, you know, I just, like love that they got they actually got back together and uh-huh. put a podcast after out. like six months. Yeah, it's February. Yeah, yeah. You're completely right, Kevin. I like your editorial, but you should probably put it somewhere they'll actually hear it. Yeah, I think I'll have yeah. to send them an email. <laughs> but I agree. I like. I mean, I they don't have to have a like specific no. topic, technical topic, just shoot the shit for an hour tell stories about traveling around the world and fun flies yeah competitions and bullshit like that that's what we want to hear right like you gotta have like you know when you get to that level 
of pro pilot status, or you got to have a kind of a resume of your experiences, right? That like, oh, I competed in this event, yeah. and I went to this fun place. You got to have some type and of idea. Talk, you know, and they can talk about, you know, remember when we went to this, and Kyle, yeah. you were 12 years old, and this yeah. happened. Here's your show happened. ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just and talk just about your fell experiences. Over and we had fun that night, and he never got up the next day. Yeah. He was too <laughs> wasted, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, just... I wonder, kind of could stuff. it could it also be that they've been in the hobby so long, like so long that it just all mashes together? It's like, yeah, oh, that pro- could be yesterday, too. probably, right? Like, well, I'm I'm sure they can. Re- well, I'm sure once you get rolling on a on a story, yeah. you'll be like, oh man, that's right, and the right you know, the memory starts this, back. And, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, because I think that's a pitfall that a lot of podcasts fall into. They they think. I mean, it's good to have content, but I think it's like they worry about that a little too much, you know? Oh. Like, I know the community cast always worried about it, like what they were going to talk about. And if they didn't do a lot of flying and they had nothing to talk about. But, I, you know, once you get things rolling, I, mean, I think people just want to hear what's up, you know, have something to listen to. Some worry about it too much and some of us don't worry about it enough. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. us. Yeah. <laughs> all right uh okay let's continue on rc roundtable that's with lee terry and fitz mm-hmm. rc after hours with andre high voltage with mr watts all right we got skids up skids up with frank mordeos mm-hmm. javier moreno mm-hmm. um and two other guys. No, Scott Lower is no no longer there. No, no. and Wouldn't bother. Paul. I don't know Paul's last name. Ferrer. Paul Ferreira. Yeah, I think it's like yeah, Ferreira. Like yeah, Ferreira. Yeah, I got exotic last names, dude, for that show. Um. Yeah, with zero response for Facebook. I'm pointing fingers at you guys. Uh, Facebook Messenger. Anyways, <laughs> let's see. I don't think any of them use Facebook. Well. Frank does, but Frank does, and I know Paul does. He meant that he no, doesn't. I don't he think lurks he, more than he. I don't think likes. he actually really uses it because they just Frank set him up so he could get in the hangout, but he probably yeah. doesn't have Messenger turned on. And fa- yeah. Frank uses it enough for both of them. We're all yeah, he uses exactly. enough for a dozen people. Yeah, but nonetheless, I messaged and I didn't get a response. I just see that they read it at two p.m. today. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I see how it is. Cha- that changes things. You didn't tell me he had read it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know who read it. Someone read it. Mm. It said read. Mm. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. I see how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't think I would see that. Seen Monday, 2, <laughs> oh, 7 p.m. In fact, that was yesterday. They could have messaged back. Anyways. All right. Uh, all, right Nan- <laughs> all right, Nancy Drew. Calm down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, inverted down under. That's what Ozzy Mozzy and Jeff. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say the next one anymore. I'm done with that. Uh, Park Flyer oh, Podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, that's with <laughs> two mics and a J. Uh, I did see a picture. It just keeps getting uh, bigger like and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got the Houdini RC po- Heli Podcast. Houdini RC is with Richard Spiegel, uh-huh. Brett Gottlieber, and Kenny. Uh, Noonan's. I don't know what's his last name. Sierra. 
Sierra. Yeah. Damn it. How come I can't remember that? You know what I did remember? The guy I talked to, and I thought it was Brett Kotleber. <laughs> it was Patrick Yorger. That's who You're it was. You're way off on that name. <laughs> I know. Kind of the same. Brett Kotleber, Patrick Yorger, Tara Lipinski, Ted Kaczynski, Monica Lewinsky. I don't know. Anyways, go, go on to the next one, Jeez. whatever it is. Boy. What is the next one? The next speaking one of, is speaking yeah. of ancient references from the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. Bill <laughs> yeah. and YouTube. Yes. And I gotta start Bill and Two back up, dude. Oh wait, I got one for that. Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> right. That came to you live, not post edited. Yep. That Ooh. works good, Andy. Let me see something. Let me see something. Oh. oh, where's this episode? Here you need is. Mr. Bill. Oh, no, from Mr. Oh, Bill. Oh, no. Yeah, that'd be good. Hold on. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, how do I do this? I don't know how to use a computer. Or my phone. Isn't that your job, to work a computer? Mm, yeah, I guess so. Not very good at it, really. it seems. <laughs> no, what the hell? It won't work. doesn't want to work. Why doesn't it want to work? Uh, this is lame. Google. Being lame. Damn it, Google. Hey, Mr. Bill, one of your good friends is coming to visit. Here comes Mr. Bill's dog. Mr. Bill. Bill. Mr. Bill used to get all beat up all the time. So what did you find what you were looking for, Steve? Yes, I posted a picture in our show notes. Not show oh. notes, but the agenda. Okay. <laughs> Somebody. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, wanna thank all our listeners. Uh thank uh Daryl for coming on the show. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Awesome. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. 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 All right. Oh, no. See where I'm getting this corny stuff from, Casey. Mm. See where I get my corny yeah. lines from. Oh no, you had heapings of that yeah. before you ever met us. Yeah, something tells me <laughs> those were uh, already embedded. Oh shit.
Is this really the title we're going with? I don't know. You thought of it. <laughs> yeah, but I was told to take a lap. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't mean that's not going to be the title. Okay. Right. <laughs> it just means you got to take a lap. <laughs> okay. I don't care. Whatever you guys want to do. And I was like, well, I guess I'm digging it out and just banging it on the bench until the nut comes flying out. Mm. South Jersey. What is it called again? How he's gone wild. But he's not even out of Jersey, what, a week? And he can't even remember <laughs> it. And, uh, yeah, I was going to suggest not driving it until you got rid of that blue tape. <laughs> but that's just a yeah. suggestion. Can you hear that vibrating shit coming through just now? God, what did I tell you about your, having your damn vibrator on while we do this show? i got to have something yeah. to entertain myself. Came from a long line of cranberry washers in Connecticut. <laughs> Wouldn't that make them cranberry? No, spray berry. They they have kind of ocean spray berry. I don't think they spray them. Don't they float them? They, they yeah, do. wouldn't that be float berry? Yeah, they're floating. They go along <laughs> in a boat and spray them. Wet ankles. Yes. <laughs> It's already done downhill. Yeah. All right, I guess I'll start. Good. The word. I'll be sure starting out. Yeah, he'll go through the spiel and then we'll. What the hell we've been doing for the last time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, Daryl. I have no idea. That's what I've been wondering for about. <laughs> I get asked at quarter to seven if I'm showing up, and then 8:30 is by the time we actually do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, go.